Awesome. Well, as we go to the Word today, uh, we are in part seven of Teach Us to Pray. And uh, what a miracle. I finished a sermon series. I'm proud of myself. And uh, more than that, I pray that it's been a blessing to you as we have um, in, in this crazy season of our lives and all that is going on in the world, keeping our eyes on Jesus, uh, staying prayed up, and uh, just keeping our faith high. Next week, I will start a series entitled Uncommon Unity. Uncommon Unity. And uh, it's going to be a great series. It's not just going to be a series um, about race or racism. It will be a series about being united as the body of Christ, uh, though we will hit some issues that are happening in our world and that all of you are talking about as well. And some of you are saying, hey, you, you missed it. We were supposed to do that a month ago. No, I needed emotions to just come down a little bit so that we could hear the word so that we could be open to the word, so that we could be transformed by the word. Amen. And so I'm really excited about this series. I believe it's going to bring a lot of clarity. And, you know, someone said really, really well-meaning this week. They told me, Jabin, why why do we need to talk about these issues? We hear enough about it. Yeah, we're hearing it from a lot of sources that don't know Jesus. I want to know from the Word what's going on right now in our world. I want to know what's going in the Word, what, how I'm supposed to treat my brother. I want to know from the Word how I'm supposed to treat people. I want to know from the Word what does Jesus have to say. And so I know you might be thinking to yourself, man, I'm just, I'm a little fatigued from the whole thing. Listen, we need to go back to the Scripture and be founded on the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that is the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Thank you, whoever wrote that song. And so we're going to start that next week, but it's going to be more than just talking about even what's happening in our nation, but it's just going to be a a message calling us to love, calling us to unity, defining who our neighbor is and how to love our neighbor. And so I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm so fired up about it. I've I've already written messages and... um, And I just just can't wait to get into the word. Okay, so uh, Luke chapter 11 again. The disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray. How do we do it? Would you teach us to connect with God the way you connect with God? Because when you connect with God, God stuff starts happening. Amazing stuff starts happening. Miracles start happening. And so Jesus now begins to teach his disciples how to pray. He does it in Luke 11, but there's more clarity now in Matthew chapter 6. We'll start in verse 9. Uh, I want you to pray this way, in, in this manner, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom. Here's where we're going today and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. Father, bless your word now in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. So we're now going to end where we started. We're going to finish our prayer the way we started our prayer. We're going to say amen the way that we started. We started with praise and worship. Our Father in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. We started with worship. We started with praise. We started by praising the name of the Lord, lifting up the name of the Lord, worshiping the name of the Lord. That's how we started our prayers. And that's how I want to encourage you to start your prayer. Don't start by just going through the list. Don't just start by freaking out. Don't just start by telling God all of your needs. He knows all of your needs. Start with praise. Start with worship. Start with rest. Start by just getting into the presence of the Lord. The Bible said God inhabits the praises of his people. And so let's start there. And that's where we started now seven weeks ago. We started with that beginning. We started with that journey. But now Jesus is saying, I want you to end the same way you begin. You started with praise, now end with praise. You started with worship, now end with worship. End with a thank you, end with a praise, end with an exclamation mark that says, God, everything I just said, I know you're going to do it. So before I see it, I'm just going to say thank you. Praise and worship is the alpha and the omega of your prayer life. It is the A to Z. It is the beginning and the ending to your prayers. If you did not start with praise, and if you don't end with praise, you haven't really prayed because Jesus is teaching us. He's giving us a clue. He's giving us a blues clue. Y'all remember blues clues? Because my daughter is back on blues clues, and she calls it clues clues. We back on blues. It is back, y'all. It is back. We're having a Blues Clues revival in our, in our house. And now Jesus has given us a clue to his prayer life. Hey, here's, here's what I do. Do, do whatever you want, but, but let me give you a clue into my intimacy with the Father. I start with praise and I end with praise. By the way, that's why we start our services with praise and worship. We don't do that uh, because we just have some people that want to sing Christian karaoke or because we know you're going to be late. So we got to do some music up front. I think if, I think if we started with preaching, I think people would be on time because I think people would show up for that. We start with praise and worship because it opens your heart, because it lifts your eyes, because it, it changes you from the inside out so that you're ready for the word. It prepares the soil of your heart so that when the seed is sown, it goes down 30, 60, and even a hundredfold. It will produce in your life. Can I get an amen from somebody? So, so, so we, we start with praise and end with praise. We start with thank you and end with thank you, not just to be polite to God. Uh, we're teaching Goldie. Thank you, and we're teaching Goldie, please, and we're we're teaching Goldie these these little phrases, and and right now I don't I don't really know how heartfelt they are, but but we're teaching her manners. That's good, but our praise and our worship is not just manners. Goldie knows that if she can get a little sweet voice and please, she knows I'm done. I'm Jello. I'm putty. It's over. Have whatever you want. That's not what we're, we don't, we don't praise and worship to manipulate God. We don't praise and worship to change God. We praise and worship to change our hearts. So I'm not doing this to be polite. I'm doing this to remind myself of who God is and to remind myself of his faithfulness. Praise doesn't change God. It changes me. I love what the great Bishop T.D. Jake said. He said, praise and worship has been my most constant therapist. Yeah. 
He goes, I don't know what I would do without my therapist, praise and worship. Pastor Bill Johnson of the Bethel Church said that his key to emotional health is praise. He goes, I wouldn't have made it. I, I wouldn't make it. The number one key in my life that keeps me emotionally healthy is praise and worship. Praise focuses my perspective. Praise changes my heart. Praise breeds gratitude. Praise reminds me of who God is. Praise reminds me of who I am. Every time we praise God, we get to go, whoo, thank God I'm not God. All right, good. This is good. Praise lifts my eyes. Praise transforms my heart. Praise and worship has been my greatest weapon against the enemy. Psalm 149 verse 6, may the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the enemy. To bind their kings with fetters. This is not a flesh and blood battle. This is in the spirit. To bind their kings, to bind demonic powers and their nobles with shackles of iron. To carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory. This is the honor. This is the fame. This is the blessing of being a child of God. This is the glory of all of his faithful people. That when you praise God, the chains fall off of you and onto your enemy. I think we ought to take a praise break real quick right now. Come on, clap your hands. I I feel this right now. When you praise, you take the chains off of yourself and you put them on the devil. Praise has been my therapist in the midnight hour. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. I'm preaching about praise, so it's going to be a little rowdy tonight. I'm going to need y'all to be a little rowdy right now. Okay, throw your laptop across the living room and... Say praise the Lord. Okay, about midnight, Acts 16, verse 25, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were not complaining. They were not cursing God. They were not frustrated. They knew that praise could transform their midnight hour into a moment of victory and into a moment of the miraculous. Praise has been my language when I didn't know what to say. Psalm 32, 7, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. God will give you a song for a season. God will give you a song for a moment. God will give you a song for COVID-19. God will give you a song for this summer. God will give you a song for 2020. Don't sing the devil's song. Don't sing your own song. Get a song of deliverance in your heart and say, I refuse to sing anything else over my life but the song God gave me. Come on, say amen to this preacher. Praise has been the utter of my life, directing me when I don't know where to go. James chapter 3 verse 4. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder. Driven by winds, but steered by a rudder. One more time, driven by winds, but you can't stop the wind, but you can direct it. I'm done. That was all y'all needed. I'm out. I'll see you next time. No, did y'all hear me? 
Like COVID is, thank you. Someone just said, you better preach. I'm about to preach. Like COVID isn't gonna disappear tomorrow. We're not gonna wake up. COVID is gone. Dr. Fauci, yay. It's not going anywhere. I don't know if I need to edit that. I don't know, I wasn't like, I wasn't being ugly against him. Like it's not like, you can't just, you can't stop the wind, y'all. Not everything's going to change. Not everything's going to do what you thought it was going to do. You can't change the wind. But you can control the direction. In other words, you can use the wind for you. So instead of it hurting you, breaking you, stopping you, it can move you where you would have never gone without the wind. Man. Because some of y'all trying to stop the wind, and sometimes we can, sometimes we can speak to it, and sometimes it stops, and sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't stop, you better choose your rudder. Psalm 118, verse 24. Let me, well, let me say this praise has always been my way of escape when there is a temptation to complain, doubt, and live in unbelief. Praise has always been my way of escape. I'm, 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 a, praise, I'm a praiser. I don't know if you all know that. I was a, I've been a praise and worship leader since I was 13. I've been playing guitar since I was 10. I'm now 36 years old. I've been doing this a long time. Praise and worship has always been my way of escape when there is a temptation to complain, doubt, and live in unbelief. Psalm 118 verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Come on, churchy people. Somebody say it with me. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It's my choice to rejoice. It's my choice to do with today what, what it's going to be. I, I may, it may be a windy day, but I get to choose my attitude. I get to choose my confession. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I'll give you one more because I feel like preaching. Judges chapter 20. Praise goes before me, ensuring victory. Praise goes before me, ensuring victory. The Lord said, two words, two words. He only said two words. The Lord said, Judah first. Everybody say, Judah first. Please type that in the chat if you can. Judah first. One more time, say it. Come on, say, Judah first. The children of Israel are about to go into battle against the Benjamites. And they begin to seek the Lord. Lord, do we go? Are you leading us? Are you guiding us? Is, is this our battle? Not every battle is your battle, by the way. Just a quick reminder, not every battle is your battle. Choose your battles wisely because you only got so much emotional strength. So not every battle is your battle. But when it's your battle, it's your battle. And they said, Lord, do we go? And this is the Lord's response. Judah first. I could have just preached this text, but I've come to tell somebody, Judah first. Now, now, this only means something if you know what Judah means, because Judah means praise. Judah was the praising tribe. Judah was the worshiping tribe. God said, before you fight, praise. Somebody wrote a song. It said, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I do it. You, you do it how you want to do it, but I'm going Judah first. <laughs> so before you fight, Judah first. 
Before you devise a plan, Judah first. Before you fear, Judah first. Before you call a friend, Judah first. Before you speak, Judah first. Before you post, Judah first. Send Judah out. Send a praise out. Send a worship out. Turn on your favorite song. Give God some glory. And let Judah fight for you. Come on, clap your hands. I don't know who you live with. They might think you're crazy. But give God some praise. Judah first. Send Judah first. Because your opinion before Judah might change after Judah. Your spirit before Judah might change after Judah. There are some emails I get and I go, I need to just go praise the Lord for a little bit before I even look at this thing. I read the first sentence and I closed the laptop and I got to go Hyundai Shundai, praise the Lord. Y'all know about a hunt? Sometimes you got to Hyundai Shundai. Sometimes you got to pray in tongues sometimes and you got to let Judah go first. And I got to go find my favorite praise and worship song. And I got to let Judah because, and, and, and by the time Judah's done, I may not even need to fight. I may not even need to post or speak or even respond. Sometimes Judah did it for me. <sighs> Judah first. That's a series in the future. That's a series in the future. Judah first, Judah first, Judah first, Judah first. So now let me just give you three things I see, I see from the text because I'm, I'm a text preacher. I got to go back to the text. Jesus said, end your prayer with yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory forever and ever. Amen. The first thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes is worship surrenders. Worship surrenders. Jesus' last sentence of the prayer begins with a word, yours. Yours, not mine, not even ours, yours. But now we, we've, been, we've been saying ours, our Father, forgive us, lead us, deliver us. We've been talking a lot about us, but now we're going back to God, yours. The prayer now shifts at the end back to a complete God focus. Worship surrenders yours. We take our eyes off of me or even we and put them back on him. Yours. This is so massive to your prayer life. The journey of prayer is a journey of dying to self so I can truly live in Christ. I'm going to say that again because you're missing it with, with, with your little five checkpoint list of prayers that you're trying to pray. You're missing it. The journey of prayer, and you, you don't die to self any other way than in his presence, by the way. Like you don't, you don't 
grin and bear it. You know, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to think that again. I'm not going to say that again. Uh, you'll, you'll do it in five minutes. That's not how you. You die to self in his presence. The journey of prayer is a journey of dying to self so I can truly live in Christ. Dying to my way to embrace God's way, which is a better way. Prayer does not change God, but prayer changes me. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. By the way, Jabin, what does it look like to die to self? It looks like faith. Anyone just hear this preacher? Dying to self isn't hating yourself. Dying to self isn't hating life. Dying to self isn't living a depressed life. Dying to self is faith. The life I now live, I live by faith. I'm I'm not dead to myself if I'm not walking by faith. But the moment I'm walking by faith, I'm no longer walking in my own strength. I'm walking in his strength. So this dying to self isn't some terrible woe is me everyone come to the altar and die you know whatever it's i walk by faith i trust god i'm believing god i'm 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 putting i'm i'm resting on god i'm letting god do the heavy lifting when i when i finally died to myself how do i know i finally died to myself because i'm walking by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me i'm going from mine to yours Woke up a couple of mornings ago and I opened the fridge. I got out some strawberries and some yogurt, trying to eat healthier, you know, trying to do the Greek yogurt thing and the strawberries and praise the Lord, you know. I wanted a Dunkin' Donuts, but I was trying. So I start cutting up the strawberries and Goldie comes down the stairs and she pulls a chair up to the counter and she looks at what I'm doing. She goes, Dad, those are my strawberries. Anyone, any parents out there, and you talk to your kid like they're an adult, but they're three, come on, somebody. And, uh, and, and she goes, Dad, that's my yogurt. And I say, Goldie. I start talking to her like she's an adult. I go, Goldie, you see this house? See this house? Yeah, it's my house. You see these strawberries? Yeah, those are my strawberries. You see that Greek yogurt? Overpriced from Whole Foods? Yeah. That's my Greek yogurt. And she went, oh, dad. Uh. And then I gave her her bowl of strawberries. Because <laughs> when you're immature, everything is mine. Only the mature can share. Hear me. Only the mature can say, yours. You're going to be hard-pressed to find a little two-year-old running around, running up to people going, yours. Yours. Running up with their favorite toy, yours. Hey, Dad, yours. Hey, Mom. No, they don't say yours. They say, mine. Mine. And they say it with that face that just lets you know that they would punch you if they could. Mine. And you know, I think there's a lot of children of God looking up at God the Father going, mine. 
And Jesus says, actually, you got to learn how to say yours. <laughs> Only the mature can go yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. See, my, my time and, and my talent and, and my treasure, it's not mine. It's yours. First Chronicles 29, 14. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give generously as this? Everything comes from you. David is receiving the offering for the temple. And as he's receiving the offering, this is his prayer. Everything comes from you. And we have given you only what comes from your hand. Can I, can I su summarize that, that whole verse? Yours. Who am I that I could even give this back to you, God? Yours. See, in worship, I return everything he has blessed me with, acknowledging he is my source. Now, that scares people, but it shouldn't. When I tithe, I'm just letting God know, I'm giving you 10%, but that 90, that's yours too. Yours. Lead me, guide me, tell me what to do. It's yours. You're letting me steward, but it's yours. When I give God Sunday... And I come to the house of God and worship. One day we'll be able to do this again. I can't wait. But for now, you even you, you pull the family together and you have this time. You're letting God know, hey, Monday through Saturday, it's yours. But I'm giving you this moment as a sign. Worship is that, is that acknowledgement that everything is from God. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. For he will always tenderly care for you. We pour out our praise. We pour out our worries. We pour out our stress. And we leave them there. Yours. Number two. Uh, praise is faith expressed. Write that down if you're taking notes. It's good to take notes. God loves note takers. <laughs> praise is faith expressed. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Praise is faith expressed. Believe, Jesus said, believe you have received and you will have. Now, time out because I'm a, I'm a charismatic Pentecostal boy. I've heard this scripture my whole life. This, this should not be a cold, dogmatic faith confession. I believe I receive. Praise God. I don't need to ask for it again. I don't need to talk to God about it again. Praise God. I believe I receive glory to God. And, then, and, it, and, it, and it just becomes a dogmatic faith confession thing. That is not what this is about. Jesus is all about relationship. So this, this is not some cold dogmatic, I believe I received. And then if you don't receive, you didn't have enough faith. Or we, don't, we, don't, we don't buy into any of that. This is a warm, faith-filled confidence that God has heard you. I believe I received. I believe God has heard me. I believe that mountains will move. I believe it. But it's not from some cold place of, do I have enough faith? 
Just spoiler alert, you don't. (laughs) God bless you. Okay, you don't. So it's not about that. It's not about do I have enough faith. It's about I believe that God heard my prayer. And I believe I received. This scripture on faith, Mark 11, this scripture on faith should look like praise. Are y'all hearing this preacher? This mic's still on? Okay. This scripture that's about faith should look like the expression of Mark eleven twenty four should look like praise. Lord, I thank you. And then you fill in the blank with the promises of the word of God. Lord, I honor you. I give you glory. I give you praise. And then you speak the promises of God and you speak the word of God. But you don't do it from a cold place of fear. And and did I have enough faith? And did I say everything right? It's not about that. It's about a warm place of faith and praise of honoring God and thanking God for what he said and believing that his word will come to pass in your life. Are y'all hearing this preacher say amen? I... I'll never forget, I, 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 I buy all my musical instruments used, and so I found this guitar used up in Seattle on a, on a website, and I, I wrote the guy, and um, I said, hey, I'm really interested in this guitar, would love uh, to buy it, not sure why you're selling it, it was a really rare guitar, and, and he wrote back, and the first thing he, he wrote back, he said, hey, is this Jabin, like Jabin Jabin? We were in like a, like a chat, and I go, I think... <laughs> And he goes, like, Jabe and Jabe, like the worship leader? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, my gosh, I've, I've heard your stuff. Ah. So we start, we're chatting back and forth. And he's telling me why he's got to sell it. And he's doing all this stuff. And, and we're on this chat. I go, I go, how does it sound? He goes, it's amazing. I go, how does it feel? That's like a music thing, like we feel the neck, you know? How does it feel? It feels so good. I go, I go what, what are the tones like? Oh, it's so balanced. Oh, my God. And he just starts telling me all about it. And I go, I got to have it. So I, I hop on and I put in all my credit card information. And he goes, bro, it's in the mail. I said, awesome. We end that chat. I go to music rehearsal that night. I was a worship pastor in California at the time. And I bring all my musicians together. I say, guys, I just got a brand new TMG strap. Wow. It's incredible. It's so beautiful. Wow. How does it sound? Oh, it sounds so good. It sounds so good. How does it feel? It feels so good. Like it was made from my hands. How's the tone? Oh, man, it's so balanced. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Where is it? It's in the mail. (laughs) You, you, You haven't played it yet? No, it's in the mail. You haven't strummed it yet? No, it's, it's in the mail. Uh, how do you know it sounds so good? Because I know the guy who's given it to me. And I know that his word is good. Because as we talked, I found out who he was and I remembered that I knew him too. And so though I had never played it, I believed I received it. And though I'd never felt it, I believed I'd received it. And though I'd never heard it, I believed I received it. And that's what praise and worship is. It's saying, God, I know what you said, and I believe I received, and I don't see it yet, but I trust you. If you say it's in the mail, it's in the mail. Come on. Somebody praise God right now. 
Come on, somebody shout, it's in the mail. Type that in the chat if you could. It's in the mail. So I now end my prayer by thanking God, by praising God, by worshiping God. Pastor Brady Boyd said this. He said, worship allows us to sing about the morning while living in midnight. Worship allows us to sing about the morning while still living in midnight. It's in the mail. Lastly, last time the team come, praise must be expressed. Point two was that praise is faith expressed, but I want to just I want to just dig down a little deeper. Praise must be expressed. Uh, one of the meanings of, of worship is to depress, to become small, to bow low, to lay down face to the ground. We, we hear people say things like worship is a lifestyle. It, it is, but worship is an expression. It's from the heart, but expressed through the body. When, when the scripture, or when the, when the Hebrew word here means to depress, it means to become small. To take a position of humility before God. To take a position of kneeling before God. Worship is way more than a physical expression, but it must be physically expressed. Now that's worship, but praise, praise means to make a fool of. To be made, made into. To be made into a fool. Like you're one person, but then you start praising. And you're like, who was that? And don't trip. Some of y'all been there on a Friday night when you, I'm just going to have one drink tonight. Just going to have one drink. And then seven later, you're like, who was that? What, what just happened to me? Yeah, you got made into somebody you weren't. When we praise, we ought to be transformed. To act madly. This is all from this Hebrew word praise. To act madly. To act like a madman. Well, Jabin, this is is all pretty expressive today, but not me, brother. I just worship the Lord with my mind. I just, a little more cool and calm and collected. So what does it mean to act like a madman. I think it means to act like you were at a ball game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, touchdown, praise the Lord. That's good. Good job, team. It's not what you do. You don't even have to like sports. You go, you go to a hockey game when we can in 2025 or whenever that is. <laughs> go, to a, <laughs> go to a hockey game. And they score that goal. You don't go, oh, go nice, go. So great. Love another Coke. No. You start freaking out because the atmosphere, you turn into a different, you turn into a madman. Jamin, I'm not very, act like you just sunk that putt. 
Come on, golfers. Act like you didn't just six putt and you, dra- you drained it on the first putt. How would you act? You would act like I would act. You'd act like Tiger Woods. You, yeah! Because you knew it was a miracle. <sighs> act like you do when your jam comes on in the car and no one's around. Woo! Don't play. Don't play right now. You know how it is. You're on the freeway. You see no cars around you. Your jam comes on. Your hands leave the steering wheel. You start steering with your knee. And you... like you do when the chips and salsa or the hot bread hits the table at a restaurant. I know you. Praise must be expressed, y'all. When, when we do meet for church when, when, and when that day comes back, we have this little rule and it, it really bothers people. But I, I just asked for some grace because it's actually, it's actually more spiritual than you think. We have this little rule that we don't allow food or drinks in the auditorium besides water. We don't allow food or drinks. Jamin, why can't I bring food and drink in? Is it because I'll make a mess? No. Though, though you will. There's stains all over this carpet, but it's beside the point. Why, why can't I bring in a snack? Because you don't want to hear my lips smacking during the word? No, but it is gross. But yeah, that's not why. <laughs> is it because the, the snack I snuck in stinks? No, though, though it does. The reason that we don't allow food or drink in during church in the auditorium is uh, I know I'm only 36 and I know, I know we're a young church and I know... I know we have a young presentation, but I just, I'm a little old school, and I just got to remind somebody, this is not our house. Yeah, this is God's house. This is the house of the Lord. And when I had a vision of City Light Church over three years ago, when I had this vision of planting the church, I, I did not have a vision of people standing Watching the worship team with one hand in their pocket and another hand with a latte. You are good. The girl's pretty good up there, huh? Yeah. That that wasn't my vision. Keep on getting better. Keep on getting better. Do you have any more Doritos? That wasn't my vision. That, that wasn't how I saw praise and worship. It's not how I heard the praise and the worship. It, 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 it wasn't how I saw myself preaching. I didn't see myself preaching with a latte and my hands in my pocket. Nothing wrong with that. It just isn't how I saw our church. When I saw City Light Church over three years ago, I saw a wild church, a loud church, a noisy church, a crazy church, a uninhibited church, an undignified church, a passionate church, a wild, loud, rude, crazy, I don't care what anybody else thinks about me, church. I need the presence of God. I need the anointing of God. I need the power of God. And if I make you uncomfortable, I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable, but I need Jesus. That's the church I saw. I saw a church with hands in the air, 
faces to the ground, voices raised to heaven, eyes off of me, eyes off of we, and eyes on Jesus. That's the church I see. Y'all praise has to be expressed. this week your homework is two words Judah first I want you to turn your car into a worship mobile I want you to turn your bathroom in the morning while you're getting ready into a praise and worship concert maybe while you're eating dinner at night with the family maybe turn off the TV Maybe just throwing a little praise and worship. Just this week, just Judah first. No doubt, even as we go into next week's sermon, we're going to be challenged. Hearts are going to be prodded. Mindsets are going to, oh man, I don't know. Let's prepare our hearts for how the Holy Spirit might challenge us in the next few weeks. Judah first. Man, what's happening? Are, we're going to be required to wear face masks now. And what's what's the next thing? And is it is there a rise? And when do I get to go back to normal? And there's so many Judah first. Man, they're talking about our kids going back to school. And I don't know how we're going to do it. And I don't know how we're... Judah first. 
I, I need to get back to work, but I'm afraid to go back to work. Judah first. I got so many burdens. I got so much I'm thinking about, praying about, talking about, worried about. Judah first. And just let Judah lead. Let Judah fight. Keep worship going. Find the style you like. Find the artist you like. And keep that praise being lifted all week long. Let your heart be molded by the potter. Go to the potter's house this week. Jeremiah chapter 18. Go to the potter's house this week and let him mold you and change you and shape you. So our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Just lift your hands with me one more time. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Come on, say amen. Let's give God one more great praise. Praise God. Amen. Amen and amen. If you don't know Jesus, pray with me right now. Just pray before we dismiss, before we're done. Pray with me. Give your heart to Christ. If you've never surrendered your life to the Lord, this is your moment. Come back to Christ. Give Him everything. I want you to pray something like this out loud. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. So I give you my life. I turn away from my old life. And I turn to you. I declare Jesus is Lord of my life. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. We'll see you next week. Love you so much.